0: I mean, how could you not love that song, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just perfect for this live stream because we're going to be talking about hate speech, but really we're, we're going to be talking about love. <laughs> what a great song. All right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. I'm your teacher of the mysteries and preacher of the heart, Marty Leeds. And uh, you are listening to the Sunday service, which we do every Sunday at 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. we got a lot to cover today, as we always do, so we're going to jump right into it. We're going to do a prayer, and we're going to cover a lot of things today, and hopefully straighten out some things for some people um, about, well, you saw the title. We'll cover it. First, let's do a prayer. We are molded, each one of us, in the image of God, and within our souls there is a fingerprint none can erase. We pray for those who have no regard for anyone but self, who put no value on human life, for nations and individuals who abuse and kill. We are not called to be judge or jury, but we are called to be agents of change. And if the butterfly that flaps its wings should be our attitude towards others, then so be it, Lord. And may the hurricane this generates somewhere within the world reach into the hearts and souls of those for whom we pray. And reveal to them how precious are those for whom they have no love. And how precious are they who now bring tears to the eyes of God." Okay, let's do it. So today, this is episode, sermon number 66. And we're gonna talk about what is a Jew? We're gonna talk about that subject today. And this is also called the handsome truth behind hate speech, which is uh, a pretty funny title when you see what we get into. Okay, so first, um, I mentioned last sermon that we were gonna talk about this today. And John Gaggett here says, uh, Marty, please, please no politics. You'll lose people. Well, just to let you know, John. I lose people all the time, so that's not that big of a deal, so, and uh, if we do lose people, that's that's okay, you know, we're, we're doing what we do here, we speak what we speak about and that sort of stuff. Just so you know, just because we'll be talking about a politician today and some things that have been sketched out into legalese, that doesn't mean we're actually discussing politics, and we'll cover all of this today, exactly what I mean. Um, just so you know, I am who I am, I'm not perfect, I never claim to be, if you have any problem with what I present, wh- what I say, how, what I teach, what I teach and preach, how I deliver my message, how we run this church, what topics I discuss, what things I'm passionate about. If you're here to criticize and nitpick what we do, please leave. Um, And that's no offense to John. I love John. But um, that's just what we do. That's how we run this show. I'm going to talk about the things I want to talk about. I'm going to discuss the things I want to talk about. We're going to hit some home runs, okay? So it's not going to be for everybody. So, But just so you know, we don't discuss politics here. And I'll cover all of that today, what we mean, what I mean by that. So um, we do not con- at this church we do not concern ourselves with race, color, ethnicity, nationality, language, and politics. Now it's not to say that we don't care about those things. We do. Obviously, we care about the races of the world and and uh, you know uh, ethnicity and nationality. We care about language. We teach language um, and that sort of stuff. But ultimately this is, th- those are not our concerns. We don't deal specifically in these topics in this church. And I said that when we first started this, that I'm not, I don't do politics. Um, though we will talk about some of these things for sure, but ultimately everything that we see will be viewed through the lens of theology. Everything we discuss, everything we talk about, everything that I bring, everything I bring up, whether it's the Bible or whether what we talk about today, it will always be viewed through the eyes of of theology so everything falls under for us falls under the at this church anyway what i teach and preach everything falls under the umbrella of theology nothing more and nothing less okay what do i mean when we when we look at this world we don't look through the eyes of oh this is my racial lens here this is my political lens here this is my ethnicity or nationality and it's not saying that we don't concern ourselves with their with those things we don't care but ultimately those are secondary they're always always secondary third that sort of thing because we are God first. We see everything through the lens of theology, and I'll discuss this today, exactly what I mean. Okay? So, um, and ultimately we're gonna find out that when we do that, we recognize that Jesus is my nigga, okay? And that's really gonna be the core uh, theme of of this live stream today, is that Jesus is my so nigga. I hate my, sermon, an urban kick. my rhymes are flying, my beats are sick, my
1: crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's cause Jesus Christ is my nigga.
0: Yeah, that's your, that's your preacher right there, okay? I can't do those moves. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. How ultimately Christ is how we view everything. He's a nigga. Okay, so uh, this live stream is called What is a Jew and the Handsome Truth Behind Hate Speech? And we're going to talk about a little man today, just uh, this guy here, and his name is Handsome Truth. I'm not sure. I've, I've discussed him before but we'll uh, go into it today. This guy, um, he is, uh, his actual name is John Menadio II, and he has his own Wikipedia page. I don't have my own Wikipedia page, so I'm a little bit jealous, but that's okay. And he's more commonly known as Handsome Truth, and as Wikipedia says, he is an American anti-Semitic, and we'll talk about that word today, uh, conspiracy theorist. (laughs) They're just throwing all the words at, all those adjectives and things, right? Neo-Nazi, white supremacist, and former rapper, apparently. Um, and uh, he is, so here's some pictures, and he is pretty handsome. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm married and everything like that, you know, all straight and all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. I mean, let's just, let's just say it. I can't wear a suit like that, that's for sure. So he is a, um, a white nationalist, I guess you could call him, that sort of stuff. And what he runs is a thing called the Goyim Defense League. Now, you guys all know what a Goyim is, right? A Goyim, for the Jews, uh, the, the term Goyim is basically just means nation, but it's essentially anybody who's a non-Jew. So there's the Jews, and then they're special sort of chosen status people, that sort of thing. And then there's the non-Jews, and they're called the Goyim. So he runs a he runs an organization called the Goyim Defense League. And they do their part in, um, you know, uh, let's see, just advertising what they, what, what they construe anyway <laughs> as Jewish supremacy. And they're very active about it, and we're going to talk about this today. And uh, there he is. there's him and another guy, um, yeah, at Auschwitz, literally being like, hey, the A.D.L. The anyway. he runs GoYem uh, TV, and um, I think I have a few videos on there. I didn't put them on there. I'm just saying they're there. So, and what what he and the Goyam Defense League, uh, the GDL, do is for those of you don't know is. They actually go around and they're, once again, very vocal. They're, they're um, you know, they they quote unquote protest. They're out, you know, doing this sort of stuff. And they actually sent out uh, quote unquote anti-Semitic flyers essentially everywhere they go. And so here's a, so they put little little flyers in bags and then they put like, uh, you know, I forget what they put in their bird seat or something like that, and then they actually throw them into people's yards. Now they actually got busted for littering for, for doing this or whatever. But um, you know everything that they're doing, save for maybe littering in somebody's yard is should fall under the category of free speech. whether you like that speech or not, that's irregardless. Or regardless, you can use both. Um, so there's a bunch of these Georgia's Jewish community need support after anti-Semitic flyers are found. And, so, and then a lot of times the news will actually blot out what the flyers actually say. So St. Petersburg residents say anti-Semitic flyers placed in little, little uh, free library boxes. Um, this is hate, they say. Authorities investigating anti-Semitic flyers Banners. Of course, you can put a banner up in a highway, and that's a public walkway. You're free to do that, of course. But they want to stop that, of course, because of what they're saying. Apparently, I... Um, anyway, we'll get into that. Antisemitic flyers distributed in Gaines. So there's, there's a ton of this. And of course, all these local <laughs> news media, they just jumped on this so that they could, you know, expose these people, right? Antisemitic signs on 40, uh, 405 Freeway. Antisemitic flyers distributed in Beverly Hills, Um, Florida deputies investigating anti-Semitic flyers left in neighborhoods now as you can see a lot of times they they blot out or you can't really see what's on the flyers and so well what's on the flyers why didn't the news media the journalists just say hey we're just going to look what's on the flyers and then debunk that they didn't do that they just block them out and then call them anti-Semites well we actually discussed last week what is on those flyers and we're not really going to say it like that but what we what we discussed last week is that all of these things that are happening in the world and especially in the united states canada especially the western countries of course is uh, this sort of stuff. And what we just said is that this is not the work of the Good Samaritans. This is not the work of the Gentiles. Let's just say that, okay? And this is essentially what these flyers say. That so what, what's not the work of the Good Samaritans and Gentiles? Well, communism, the Federal Reserve, uh, 9-11, media propaganda, wars, international conflict, mass immigration, which mass immigration is only happening in Western countries, Western quote-unquote white countries, and we'll get into that. The financiers of Trump and Biden, we'll talk about that today. Uh, The LGBTQ plus movement, pornography, abortion, child grooming, gun control, slave trade, COVID agenda, the VAX, Hollywood. Who's behind all of it? Not a bunch of blue collar Christians. Not a bunch of Christians that you would find in, you know, going to church this Sunday morning uh, in Monroe, Wisconsin here. Okay. That's not who's doing any of this. So that's essentially what those flyers were saying. So, in response to GDL, basically what Florida did is proposed a bill. Florida legislators supported a bill to make hate speech flyers a crime. So, they went so politicians because of this one group went out of their way to pass a bill to make what these guys were doing illegal and not only illegal but considered a hate crime and hate speech. Okay? Well, as most of you know, who was the governor of Uh, Florida now Ron DeSantis now he's a Republican but as we'll get on to say here we don't give two hoots about what political party he he's part of at all because we're not interested in politics we see everything through the lens of what Jesus who's my nigga right we see everything through the lens of what theology first okay so Ron DeSantis assigns legislation to combat hate crimes While on a trip to Israel, the Florida governor is in Israel as part of his overseas trade mission as he prepares to launch a presidential campaign. They're getting ready for this guy to become the next president. So he passed this bill, which we'll get into in just a second here. That is (laughs) a bill for Florida, the state of Florida, and he signed it while he was in another country. Does that even make it legitimate? Don't you have to sign bills in the like land that you're, as, you know, that you're supposed to stand on? I don't know, but uh, to me that seems like terrorism. That's what it seems like. Uh, international terrorism: violent criminal acts committed by individuals and/or groups who are inspired or associated with designated foreign terrorist organizations or nations. You mean like Israel, like the nation of Israel? Domestic terrorism: violent criminal acts. This is a act a a legislation that goes directly against what numero uno in the bill of rights that's an attack on the foundations of this country he did this he signed this into law while he was in another country does that is that even make it legitimate so violent criminal acts committed by individuals and or groups to further ideological goals stemming from domestic influences such as those of political, religious, social, racial, or environmental nature. Now, we know that there's actually a lot of people in our government, let's just say that, House of Representatives, U.S. Senators, that, senators, that sort of stuff, that actually hold dual citizenship, dual loyalty. They have two passports, one for the United States and one for Israel. How is that not domestic terrorism? Whose loyalty do you, are you, are you, you know, when you actually write bills and sign things into, all, all, you know, that sort of thing, who's loy- are you a loyal to the United States or are you loyal to Israel? Um, his holiness, um, <clears throat> his, his holiness, uh, Raging McKenzie, I don't know if you know this, he, he said this, if you hold multiple passports, you have no business in a leadership position of any kind, period. Who are you loyal to? That country or the one that you're serving? If you're going to ask for a leadership position in a nation, you better be all in until the death, which clearly is not the case in Western countries anymore. Could you imagine if I went over and tried to become, you know, and this is one of the things that Rage said, could you imagine if I went over to Japan and tried to become like prime minister of Japan or whatever? Do you think they let me in? The results speak for themselves about what's going on in these countries. They are beholden to money. Actually, they're beholden to other things, but Satan is really what we'll find out today. Coming from the words of our Savior, of course, they are beholden to money, not the people. Foreigners have no place in our politics, none. It's the same sort of thing as like when you look at this, where's your loyalty? Where's your loyalty? So you guys know this, the thin blue line, all these cops have this, Other flag, which is a perversion of our flag, and they plaster it on the windows of their cars and in their front lawns and stuff like that, being like, yes, where's your loyalty? How can you have loyalty to this flag, the flag of our nation, who you're supposed to be protecting, protecting us, when you have allegiance to that one? Interesting question, huh? So DeSantis is a longtime supporter of... Israel. Uh, DeSantis once again signs bill curbing hate speech while visiting Israel during during the overseas trip. Um, he actually, I think, he called himself the, the the greatest governor for Israel or something like that. Uh, there he is at the Wailing Wall doing a little prayer. Governor in Israel meets with Netanyahu, a murderer. Netanyahu is a murderer. How is this not domestic terrorism? Yet how many Republicans, once again, we don't care about the political spectrum at all. We'll get to that in just a second. How many people are like, oh, this guy's just a great governor. He he opened back up. Why did he close in the first place? If he's actually for, you know, that thing called the Bill of Rights, why would he close the state in the first place during the whole Covidians? Oh, but he opened it back up. He had no right to do that in the first place. What this guy is working with, as we'll see, is Satan worshipers, devil worshipers. That's who he is direct, and this is why our concern is theology, not politics. I don't give a shit if he's Republican, Democrat. I don't care at all. From the perspective of looking through the lens of theology with Jesus as my nigga, I can see that what this guy is doing is working directly with Satanists. Florida governor Ron DeSantis signed legislation cracking down on hate crimes. And that's what they they claim this littering was because it was basically informing people what? Well, that all of the stuff that's going on in the world is not the work of the Gentiles. It's not the work of the Good Samaritans, Samaritans. It's not the work of the blue collar Christians that are going to church in Missouri right now. It's not the work of them. So, and he called it, called it the public nuisances bill. Is a nuisance a hate crime? You called the bill a public nuisance. Okay, so it's a nuisance. That Does that mean it's hatred? Then DeSantis, while he was in Israel signing the bill, said this. D- desantis uh, addressed a packed auditorium in jerusalem all jews i'm i'm assuming on thursday morning at the uh, the museum of tolerance in jerusalem the celebrate the faces of israel conference comes the same week as the 75th anniversary of israel's independence we must support this is what desantis said to the crowd we must support israel's right to defend itself he told the friendly crowd Iran's pursuit of nuclear weapons creates a risk like you've not seen in this region. It's an existential threat to the state of Israel and to the United States of America. So what is he claiming? <clears throat> Iran's got nuclear weapons. Didn't we already go through this? Didn't we, already, didn't we already shake out that rug? Didn't we already walk that path? I think we did, didn't we? They're playing the same script. Remember? Weapons of mass destruction. They've got nuclear. Then it turns out, no, they didn't. Why is the domestic terrorist that is Ron DeSantis, why is he going over to Israel, signing bills for this country to protect that country? Do you know who doesn't recognize Israel as a country? Well, this church. This church doesn't recognize Israel as a country. But um, Iran, (laughs) Iraq, Kuwait... Lebanon, Saudi Arabia, Syria, and Yemen. Do you know how many of those countries we've bombed? All to keep a country afloat that as we'll see is filled with <clears throat> spoiler alert satan worshipers. Once again, not my this is not my words. This this has come from your oh this is the crazy thoughts of Marty Leeds. No, we we're, we're just going to listen to our savior say this. And of course, while they're doing this, the news is like celebrates Israel 75. They're not celebrating the 200th anniversary of Saudi Arabia or whatever. I don't know how old Saudi Arabia is. But th- did you ever see anything like that on the news? No, just Israel. What about like South America? What about like Mexico? What about Canada? The guy, the, up, uh, you know, those, those, those buds up north we got there. No. So this is the bill that he passed. It's the public nuisances bill. Okay. It's just a nuisance. It's not a hate crime, but this is what's in the bill. For the purpose of, um, if a person violates subparagraph one we're intentionally dumping litter onto a private property for the purpose of intimidating the owner, resident, or invitee of such property and such litter contains a credible threat. The only thing that were on those, those flyers, were basically just saying that, hey, all of that stuff, not the work of the Gentiles. It's the work of other people. Harassment or intimidation based on religious or ethnic heritage, uh, credible threat, harass. Is it a public nuisance or is it a credible threat and a harassment? Which one is it? Once again, what was on? What is the the credible threat that they claimed? That they were just pointing out that it's not the Good Samaritans that are doing this. What else does it say in the Florida bill? So. You have to think about this, Ron DeSantis and his pack of Satan worshipers that he's surrounded by. Okay, are we clear? Are we clear? We'll get clearer. We're gonna get fucking transparent here. They, in order to stop this one group from simply, you know, you know, participating in free speech is what they were doing. They proposed they they proposed a bill and passed a bill just to stop this one group from what exposing those who worship in the house of Beelzebub. Criminal mischief, penalties, penalty for mine. A person may not knowingly and intentionally display or project using any medium, an image onto a building, structure, or other property without the written consent of the owner of the building structure. So they wrote this into the bill. This was part of the bill. Why did they do that? Because the Goyim Defense League were using lasers to project a bunch of stuff onto buildings that were saying like, hey, uh, Ye was right about the Jews and that sort of stuff. So the entire governmental structure for a bunch of people who had the absolute right to do everything that they were doing by free speech, they went and proposed a bill just to stop these people. Why? Well, because they were calling out what we understand at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, according to our Savior, Jesus, my nigga, that these people are absolute devil worshipers. I don't care about the politics, I don't care about their race, I don't care about their ethnicity, I don't even really care about their nation state. I care about their theology. In this, it says if a person commits a violation of this paragraph and this thing here, an incredible threat. as the term is defined in this 78.4, you know, blah, 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 right? It's considered a hate crime. Well, what we're gonna learn today, what we're gonna learn today, is that it's impossible, literally impossible, for a Christian to commit a hate crime. Now they might commit crimes, right? That you could do you know, that sort of stuff, but at least the people at this church. When I teach and preach, what we discuss, it's literally impossible for a Christian to engage in a hate crime or a hate speech, and we'll discuss why. Then he go to the, the, the Fed site and he said, oh, what, what does hate crime mean? What does that even mean? The term hate can be misleading. Oh, okay. Well, isn't there definitions of words and shit? When used in a hate crime law, there's a new definition. Ooh, the word hate does not mean rage, anger, or general dislike. In this context, hate means a bias against people or groups with specific characteristics that are defined by law. And then, of course, it says the federal level, hate crime laws include include uh, race, color, religion, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, disability, that sort, of, that sort of stuff. And the crime in the hate crime is often a violent crime, such as assault, murder, arson, vandalism, or threats to commit such uh, crimes. None of that happened in what those guys were doing nothing they didn't commit murder assault anybody arson there's there's no vandalism right you could say they're littering okay well then you can get them for litter which is like not a felony it's a misdemeanor and threats to commit such crimes so what we're gonna learn today is that Christians literally cannot engage in hate speech it's impossible we can't commit hate crimes and I'll explain why so hate speech is this thing that they keep throwing out their hate crimes. They want to put this in there to protect one group of people. As you can see, the governor of Florida. Oh, there's so, the governor's just so good to the people and the constituents of Florida. Yet he flies to another country that, according to our savior, is a bunch of devil worshippers. Signs a bill that that is that is uh, in Florida to protect, to that goes right against the Constitution to protect one group of people. Hate speech, by the way, is covered in, you know, even even in our corrupt law, is covered in the, do you have a Kleenex pen? Can you grab one? Sorry. Is covered in our First Amendment. One citizen's hate speech is another religious, another's religious text. That's the one that says. One citizen's hateful screed is another's religious text. Isn't that that funny? One citizen's slur is another term of endearment, or as the court put it, one man's vulgarity is another's lyric. All of this stuff falls under, of course, free speech. Is hate speech legal? Well, legal essentially means fictional. Thank you so much. Thank you, my love. Sorry, pardon me, excuse me. Hate speech is protected by the First Amendment. Well. There's another one of those Republicans, once again, I don't care, I don't care. We'll get to that in just a second, that he made an executive order on combating anti-Semitism. We'll talk about what anti-Semitism means. My administration is committed. This is, um, what's this guy's name? Oh, Donald Trump. My administration is committed to combating the rise of anti-Semitism and anti-Semitic incidents in the United States. That's weird trickery as we'll see. In his executive order, it says this. The, there's a definition of anti-Semitism that he's using in this executive order. And in the executive order, it says this. The non-legally binding working definition of anti-Semitism adopted on May 26, 2016 by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance, which states anti-semitism is certain perception of Jews which may be expressed as hatred towards Jews by the way that's not what it means and we'll clarify that for all of those Jews at the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance which they know exactly what they're doing in my perspective but it even says in this executive order that when you when somebody's like that's anti-semitism it's not even legally binding and it's a working definition And who signed that? Oh, MAGA! MAGA! So, once again, why don't we worry, concern ourselves with politics? Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, <clears throat> because we know that theology trumps all of it. Money, politics, nation states, ethnicity, all of it. That's why we, can, we see this world through the lens of theology. God, imagine, if you will, a group of people so disgusting that they have to make laws making it illegal to hate them, which you can hate, by the way. We don't do that at this church, and we'll talk about that. But that's, it's absolutely your right to hate people. It's only when you act upon it and, you know, violence and that sort of stuff that it becomes quote unquote an issue. Now, when you'd be like, well, disgusting, isn't that a hateful word? No, it's not. That's not hateful at all. I can call the Satan worshipers absolutely freaking disgusting. And I can still love them. Like, for instance, my little Willie Burger. Where's my Wills? Where's my yeah. Oh, you've you got to give him. He's he's got, I'm going to give you an example here. Come here, Wills. <laughs> See, this little guy here, we love him so much. In fact, he's not <laughs> loving me right now. He's like, uh, I <laughs> I totally want to go back to my mama. I don't care about being part of this sermon. Anyway, Willie here is, um, I love him so much. He's such a good good bird. He's a good dog. You know what he does is he'll spread his legs out and then lick his asshole. Like long, like, you know, tongue. Remember the first time that we saw that baby? We're like, oh, we love our dog. Then we saw that shit. And we're like, oh, oh. So my dog here is absolutely disgusting, but... I love him. He's a good bird. So we can call somebody disgusting and still love them. That's part of the thing. All right, you gotta go back to mama. I'd be happy to do that shit. So today we're gonna talk about our little church, and we're gonna talk about racism, we're gonna talk about anti-Semitism. we're gonna talk about what is a Jew, we're gonna talk about politics, and we're gonna discuss what we think of those things at our tiny little church. So first off, are you guys alt-right? No, once again, we're not in a political spectrum at all. Uh, we know that there are no political solutions. The only solution is God, God Almighty, to all of these issues, bar none. We know there are no political solutions. There is only God's law, those who follow it and those who do not. Government is organized crime. If you haven't figured this out by now, God have mercy on you. If you haven't figured out that government, well, it's the Democrat. No, it's the Republic It's the left. No, shut up. You're not helping anything. The entire organization is organized crime. Top down. There's lots of players in there that yeah, they're useful idiots and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, that's what government is. That's what it's become. We know that the, the left and right paradigm is a bunch of nonsense. It's two wings of the same bird, right? And that bird, as we like to say, is shitting on everybody. So we do not discuss politics. We might discuss a politician here, sure, but I don't care what his politics are. I don't care if he claims he's Republican. I know theologically he's working with Satan worshipers. By the way, this whole two wings of the same bird, this thing has been, that's a that's a trope or whatever, you know, a phrase or whatever that's been around a long time in other words, there's been, it's been many, many generations and many moons have passed that have recognized that our government is completely through and through corrupt. This is McDaniel and Truman. What it is, it's a big vulture and it's two wings of the same bird. And what is it doing? About to claw the entire White House. This has been going on a long time. We know, why are we not political? Because we know that united we stand, divided we fall. Why? Because of what our founding fathers have said? No. No. We know that if we do not stand under God's law, all of us, doesn't matter what your political, ethnic, ethnic racial, I don't care. If you do not under, if we do not stand under God's law, divided we fall. Why? Because of the founding fathers told us this stuff? No, because Mark 3.25, we've covered this. If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Simple as that. Why do you think they're constantly dividing us in, in this world? That's what that means. E pluribus unum, out of out of many, one. Now a lot of people look at this this, this symbology and they're like, this is Masonic and it's a top down thing and blah 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 blah. No, it's not. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You know what that eagle that eagle might as well be Saint John. <laughs> it's the it's the phoenix. It's the it's the falcon. You know, it's the Horus it's that symbol of what. You go Bart, and you go bite. that's what it is. There's 13, well, there's like 13 little, uh, what is it, like berries there or whatever, and then 13, you know, uh, whatever, quiver arrows, that sort of thing. And then there's 13 at the top. Well, that's, that's the cipher right there, just so you know. That's six around one up there as well. There's all that sort of stuff. There's more there, but. So that's, um, yeah, the, the, out, of, out of many, one. United we stand, divided we fall. Why do you think I'm so staunch and and about my uh, about you know the fact that we as Gnostics don't believe in denominationalism? There's the Anglican there's all Christian, there's the Anglican and there's the Eastern Orthodox and there's the Lutheran and there's the Catholic and there's the Methodist and there's the Baptist and, the, and there's the, the United Methodist and the Southern Baptist and the Northern Baptist and the Eastern Baptist and the Seventh Day Adventist and the Assemblies of God and the Presbyterian and the Calvin we're against denominationalism. Why? Because you've split up one thing, and that's the Church of Christ. And you got all your little things there. United we stand, divided we fall. All of these religions are doing what? All of these Christian denominations are doing what? Dividing Christianity. And why do you think I speak directly against it? And they all hate us, us Gnostics, but that's too bad politics is downstream from culture you've heard andrew breitbart say this well as gnostics we go way further than that that's 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 a child's play what andrew breitbart is saying there politics may be downstream from culture but everything is downstream from god god claudia Pavona said everything is downstream from god we understand that when you don't have a uh, 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 a savior if you don't have that that um, example that exemplar To follow, then you follow jackasses like this. Trump's gonna save everything. Oh, I just, you know, Obama was just so well spoken. This is what a savior looks like to the unenlightened. And when I see so many Christians follow, you know, the guy on the top there as if they're doing the right and good thing. No, he's surrounding himself with what? A bunch of literal Satanists. Once again, not according to Marty Leeds. According to our good book. We're not political because we see that the whole world is a stage. That guy was an actor. That guy is an actor. As we know, there's only God's law and God's law only. You can't vote your way out of tyranny. And say, oh, you're talking about overthrowing. No, 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 you don't have to overthrow anything. You just have to recognize, and we'll talk about this in a second, that you that your freedom comes from God and God alone. And you have to act like it. We also learned, we'll get moving here. We did uh, an entire live stream about Paul, about how St. Paul in Ephesians actually lets us know about God's government. Ephesians 3.1, for this cause I, Paul, for, this is why he's doing this is what he's saying. For this cause I, Paul, St. Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, this is for you guys, So you guys know is what he's saying for us, not with the the goyim. If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, word. We discussed this. If ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given to me to you, word, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. What's a dispensation? It's a system of order, government or organization of a nation, community, etc., God, through Kabbalah, by the way, it was given to him, gives you the understanding of what? That there is only God's law. That's it. Do you think that I need or that all the good people that listen to this need a book of law to figure out what we need to do to be moral or upright? No. Good people don't need laws. They don't need a bunch of legal shit written down. They do what's right because they know God's watching. We've talked about this. There's you in the center there. There's God Almighty. And then there's all the bullshit, all the rings, the, cons- the, the concentric rings of BS that constantly, are, that are fictional, by the way, that are constantly wrapping around that center, that bit, that bit of lore that's in the center. Now, basically, what, what Paul comes along and says is that that's all nonsense, all of that. There's a dispensation, a order of governance that's given by God Almighty. I, Paul, am going to tell you guys about it. And what is that? It's actually that. It's that simple. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the monad is, which we've talked about a lot? It's, as, and we've discussed this too. That's a representation of the all-seeing eye of God. This, the monad, is a representation of the all-seeing eye of God. Once again, that is on our dollar bill. Most people have their head full of nonsense because they don't understand occult symbology and they're saying, that's evil. No, it's not. It's actually telling telling you about God's governance and your inherent freedoms that are being taken away by what? Satan worshipers. Literal Satan worshipers. We also talk about your entire cosmology can be understood through what? (laughs) The all-seeing eye of God. So, this is uh, Joe Goldsmith. You guys know him? Says this. Now be assured of this. If you hold freedom to be something of a physical nature, it's not. Freedom is metaphysical. And it breathes into the metaphysical, obviously, Emanates into what? The physicality, the physical world. Now be assured of this. If you hold freedom to be something of a physical nature that can be given to you or taken from you, so will it be unto you in accordance with your faith. But in that moment when you realize only by the grace of God do we have freedom, only by the grace of God, what did Ephesians say? If you have heard of this dispensation of this system of order of governance of the grace of God, But in that moment, when you realize only by the grace of God do you have freedom, only by the grace of God do we have God's government, and that this is not at the mercy of man's whose breath is in his nostrils. It's not at the mercy of a bunch of people like Ron DeSantis, who flies to another country to write laws in the books to what? Destroy your freedoms. Numero uno in the Bill of Rights. That this... Cannot be given to us by princes nor taken from us by kings or potentates. Only by the realization of the spiritual nature of freedom can we attain it and maintain it. Freedom is not a condition of mind or body, freedom is a condition of the soul. If we do not find our freedom in soul, we will only find limitation and bondage in our experience. And that's what we're seeing right now. We don't have the freedom of the soul. Freedom cannot be given to a nation or a race of people. Freedom must be first realized in the individual being, and then some measure of that freedom can be shared with those who are in need of it. Here's another one. This is um, me, uh, here a couple more. So man's laws cannot make moral what God has declared immoral. So once again, what we don't concern ourselves with legalities, even laws in this sense that are they're written down. We concern ourselves with God's laws, and those are, those laws are total and complete. And they're all based on what? Morality. Man's laws cannot make moral what God has declared immoral. Even if sin is legalized, it's still a sin in the eyes of God. It doesn't matter what a bunch of people wrote down on paper and what people do. If it's a sin in that sort of sense, if, it's, if it goes against the will of God, then it's, that's it. It doesn't matter what a bunch of people write down. Um, I saw this. It's actually pretty good, Awaken with JP. This is pretty much how we, we operate. If the majority of people were pro-God and had the courage and humbleness to do their best to follow God's calling for them, then what's plaguing humanity would be, would be healed pretty damn quick if people actually woke up to their inherent freedoms. We have momentum going in that direction, but we got to keep it going. In politics, a policy is either in line with God's way or it's not. It's that simple. Policies that seek to protect personal freedoms and liberties are aligned with God because God's way is freedom. We're not actually born with free will. It's a gift from God. I do, al- I do and always will support these policies. And any policy that looks to erode freedoms, even by just an inch, are in violation of God's will. I do not and never will support such policies. So so politics, do we deal with politics? No, nah, no, nah, we don't deal with politics. We don't care about politics. We don't care about the left and right spectrum. We care about what? Jesus, who's my nigga. Do you know what I'm saying? He's my nigga. My crew is big and it keeps getting bigger. That's cause Jesus Christ is my nigga. Yes. <laughs> I love the woo. Okay. Are we a racist? Let's talk about race. We got through politics. Let's talk about race. And at the end of this, we'll talk about what a Jew is. That'll be fun. Are we racist? No. <laughs> we celebrate every race that God has created. Now, that doesn't mean we aren't race realists. A person who believes that empirical evidence exists to support and justify um, uh, you, a person who believes that empirical evidence exists to support or justify racism, racial inferiority or racial superiority. No, it's not really the, what the definition what we're concerned with. But one who believes that the human species is divided into observable races. And that those races, each and every single one of those races, whatever, the white people, we'll talk about that in just a second, Chinese, they have a right to self-exist. They have a right to self-propagate. They have a right to, um, you know, um, in-group, pre- in-group preference. They have a right to make their own nations, their own countries, their own, you know, that sort of thing. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, that actually supports diversity. When you mix everything together then it just becomes a big slop and we're gonna put some chinese food in with some mexican and some thai food and then throw some indian that's gonna taste like shit no if you keep the thai food over here and the indian food here and then the mexican food here and the cheeseburgers here then guess what you don't have a big slop now we do know that once again our concern is theology but we do recognize that the the white quote unquote we'll get to that in just a second the white nations The Western nations are being replaced. Immigration is only happening in those nations. And that is a direct attack on what? Quote, unquote, white people. Now, I don't actually believe I'm white. I think that's ridiculous. I really do. Uh, and, And here's one of the things I talked about before. When I was in Oregon a long time ago, I had to fill out something for work or whatever it was. It was a government insurance, or I forget what it was, but it basically it says, hey, the, the, what's your race? Check all that apply. What? Wait, check all that apply, what? So anyway, I guess I'm a mutt, so I could check a bunch of those, but look at these, American Indian or Alaska Native, okay? Well, America is a place and Alaska is a place, so that's a geographical location. Asian Indian, Asia, that's a geographical location. Black or African American, Africa's a location. China is... The Chinese that's China that's a location. Filipino, that's the Philippines. Gu- Guamanian, that's Gu- Guam, Jap- Japan, Korea, Hawaii, other Asian, Pacific Island those are all geographic locations. Samoan, Vietnam, and then what? White What? White's a not white's not even a color <laughs> right? So what so what where where are white people from? White Slavia, the Republic of White davia, Whiteistan. That doesn't even make any sense at all. No, I'm an Irish American. I was born in Wisconsin. If you're going to talk about my nationality, my race, I'm not white. In fact, I'm really red this morning because I went for a bike ride. So we are not racist. That doesn't mean that we don't recognize the races and that those races have a have a right to self-propagate, to exist. But we're obviously not racist this is so, uh, so this is um, Jennifer before Jennifer and I met Jennifer was married to a guy who was a hundred percent Hawaiian not a hundred percent oh well he would have to check all that apply then so anyway before I met her and that so she was married to that guy and I was dating a woman that was Iranian and a Muslim who spoke Farsi <laughs> I don't know how you could possibly roll up into this church and ever claim that we're racist. (laughs) So I also worked at a place called uh, the Aloha Vet when we lived in Hawaii. Now, Hawaii is a very diverse uh, island. There's lots of different... You know, because it's it, Hawaii, there's all sorts of, there's Japanese and Filipinos and Mexicans and white people, Europeans, whatever you say, there's tons of different. The place I worked, Aloha Vet, there was, we had all sorts of people there, um, the That I worked under, was uh, owned the place. He's passed now. May you rest in peace, Dr. R. Trevor Rodriguez, Dr. R, uh, lived in Africa, uh, was born in Africa, lived in India, then then was in the United States and then California and then came to Hawaii. So he's all over the place, right? He was married to a quote-unquote white woman, a European stock, I guess you'd say, you know who I worked with? Japanese uh, Hawaiian people, quote unquote white people. Oh there was blacks there. there was there was gays there. There was also just the spectrum of anything like race, ethnicity, any anything that you could possibly imagine. I worked with them directly. Do you know how you know what we did? We got along all swimmingly. No problem whatsoever. All of us, right? Do you know who didn't work there? Jews the entire time I was there, not one Jew worked there. There was a bunch of us that were picking up shit in back. And you know what we did every day? We wore crosses. We were out, we were in back picking up dog shit, Christians. You know who was not back there with us? Anybody with a kippah. Just saying, that's just a fact. That's no hate speech. (laughs) So, uh, we have a problem with Satanists, not because of their race, but because they actually see other people as less than them. It's a belief that Jews, Satan worshipers, via descent from ancient Israelites are the chosen people. That's their claim, not ours. We at the, at the vet, especially us Christians, I can say, we all saw each other as equal, completely. If anybody needed help, I'd be there. I don't care, it was, well, is he black? I was gonna go help him, but then I found out he had an afro. No. You know who didn't work there? People of the synagogue. We, we realize race is a thing, but ultimately that's not our concern at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because of our book. Colossians 3.11. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision, we'll talk about that today. Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. We know That the spark, the divine spark of God, that's what Christ means. The eternal divine spark of God is within everybody, even our enemy. And we'll get to that. So racism, no, no, we don't, no, we're not dealing with that. Nah, Jesus is my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Jesus is my nigga. Okay, we're going to do, we're going to pass the basket around. Good time to do that. And we're going to play the Blind Willie commercial because people have been asking for it. So, (laughs) all right. I'm Marty Leeds. Will you be an angel for a helpless animal? Did you know that right now you can help rescue a scared, shaking, blind, and disabled dog? Every day, dogs like Blind Willie McShakes go neglected. For less than 50 cents a day, you can help rescue Blind Willie from the bitter cold of the North. If you don't want to be a heartless monster, get out your checkbooks now and secure your salvation. Consider setting up a small monthly donation right now at GnosticAcademy.org. And do not let another blind dog starve, and shiver out in the cold. Do the right thing. Give us your money. GnosticAcademy.org. All right, so if you would like to support the fine work that we do here at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, we keep going by your donations. Um, it's that simple. We've got Attendance of the Order coming out. Uh, we've got a children's book coming out. And I think I would like to, hopefully this year, um, do another short book on the 12 disciples and correlating them to the Zodiac, maybe like 100 pages or something like that. So we've got a lot more coming out this year, as well as hopefully, well, establishing our place down in Missouri, but also getting, uh, excuse me, um, trying to build a physical church. So um, hopefully in the next year. We'd also like to, we're planning on next year to do some sort of gathering, um, retreat, that sort of thing. Um, whether it's on our property or whether we do it at some, you know, Bobby 96's places, I don't know. But we that's what we're trying to uh, gear towards next year. So if you would like to send a snail mail, I do open those uh, on Tuesdays with Marty, which we will not be doing this Tuesday because I'm going to be hiking with my mama and my brother. If you'd like to uh, send a donation or just a letter, anything like that, uh, Kevin McNally, N2550 Southview Court, Monroe, Wisconsin, 53566. Okay. So um, I also want to say, we while we're taking the time, I also want to do a public service, public service announcement to all of our Jewish friends out there so this is a PSA to all of the jew uh, our, our Jewish friends out there um we want to make sure that if you are going to engage in the oral suction and the oral circumcision if we want you to have a safe brie so uh the Metpa is direct oral suctioning so so, And we'll get into this towards the end, too, when we talk about circumcision. But Jews have a, a thing that they do that's part of their religion where they circumcise the boy and then um, they suck the blood right from their penis. And so so we just want to make sure that you're safe about that. And so we want to just point you to um, the, a government site. There's the site down there. Um, if we want you to have a safe brief. Because so, uh, that can cause infection. So we just want you to know... So it's uh, NYC, all of our Jewish friends out there, it's nyc.gov forward slash safebree. And so we just want to make sure that, hey, if you are going to do the oral circumcision and the oral uh, suctioning of a baby who just got the tip of his penis chopped off, just make sure that you get a good mole hole, and that make sure the mole hole has uh, the an order from the commissioner of health to say he can do it before you go and suck that. Make sure that you use Listerine Original Gold with twenty six point nine percent alcohol for at least thirty seconds immediately before performing the Metsa bupa, the safe breeze. So, and we're only, and so that's our little PSA. We just want you to be safe when you engage in your religious practices because ultimately we want you to know, and we'll cover this even further as we move forward, we love you. We think that you're disgusting. But just like my blind Willie who licks his asshole, I think he's disgusting too. But I still love him. So this is just a quick uh, PSA public service announcement for all of our Jewish friends out there. Okay, so speaking of... Um, since we're calling these people... Well, I'm not calling them. Actually, I'm just reiterating what Christ said about them. We Are you guys anti-Semitic? Well, no. No. We celebrate and teach different languages. Um, if you have purchased the books that we provide, the educational material that we provide here at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, you would see that in the back of many of those books, I think all of them, um, save for the last one, which is a star study, that you'll actually see uh, Greek... English oh what do we have? Greek, Arabic, and the Hebrew ciphers for all of uh for, for those languages in the back of the book for your for your education. So um Semitic actually many people know this, but we're gonna clarify this today. Semitic actually means uh relating to or denoting a family of languages that includes Hebrew, Arabic, and Aramaic. Jesus Christ allegedly spoke you know, if you believe in the historical thing, right? Jesus Christ allegedly spoke Aramaic. And certain ancient languages, such as Phoenician and Akkadian, constituting the main subgroup of the Afro-Asiatic family relating to peoples who speak the Semitic languages, especially Hebrew and Arabic. So when somebody goes along, when the when they write, you know, when Donald Trump signed that, and then, you know, uh, that other guy, DeSantis, that de- the domestic terrorists... Right? the domestic terrorists who are surrounding themselves by devil worshipers. I just want to make sure we're clear. When they signed all of that stuff into law, they said anti-Semitism. And then they went to a non-binding legal definition of some people, the Holocaust, blah, 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 blah. Well, if it's not a legal binding definition, well, then what's the actual definition? It's uh, language. That's what it is. It's a Semitic branch of languages. This is actually from Wikipedia, straight from Wikipedia. They'll tell you this. They'll even give you a freaking chart. Semitic languages. So, we actually teach, celebrate all the different languages. If you, once again, have purchased the educational material that you get at the National Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ, you'll find out that we ta- we touch on Greek, we touch on Hebrew, we touch on French, German, English, Spanish, the Abjad letter system, Arabic, all of it. So, not only do we celebrate all of those different languages, in the books we actually discuss Hebrew, so I'm certainly not against the language. We celebrate it and teach it. It's literally impossible for us to be anti-Semitic. That is called word trickery. So... Are you guys an anti Semite? No, 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 no. Jesus is my nigga. Jesus spoke Aramaic. That's considered part of the Semitic branch of languages. How could we possibly be followers of Christ and be anti Semitic? It's literally impossible. Now, we talk about these Satan worshipers that we're discussing, who the anti Semite, this term anti Semite, is relating to Jews. Well, we'll find out that they're actually not Jews. And we'll discuss that. We do know that, why am I Why am I calling them Satan worshipers and devil worshipers and their, their, their master of their house is Beelzebub and, you know, that sort of thing? Because Jesus criticized them all day long. What did Jesus do? Once again, we're following our Savior, this guy here. This, remember, right? Why, here's a question once again. Why, you know, this is like, that seems like morbid. Why are you put, there's a guy that's like dead on a cross and you're wearing that. Like, why would you do that? Why why is this considered one of the most, you know, uh, fundamental or well-known symbols of Christianity? Why? It's so that you will never forget what these people did to this guy. That's why. So Jesus criticized all day long and we cover it. And what, we, what our complaint, my complaint is, is where's the other churches covering it? Read your Bible. Read your damn Bible. Jesus criticized all day long. He went and taught in their synagogues. He went into their places of worship and taught against them, calling them out. He taught, healed, preached on the Sabbath. And when we get to uh, chapter Mark chapter 12, I think it is, we'll, we'll get to that other place where we get to that... Uh, scene where he literally takes the disciples and goes picks corn on the day he's not supposed to work, which I think is just hilarious. I don't know why I find that so funny, but he called them Satanists. Now, he didn't mince words. He, he literally said, you're of your father, the devil, You the, we're, the, the synagogue of Satan. Then we just covered about when he got his disciples together, what did he tell them to do? don't go into the house don't go into the you know, go preach to the good Samaritans and don't go preach to the Gentiles go into the lost sheep of the house of Israel did he not he turned over the tables of the money exchangers would that be considered a hate crime would that be considered hate speech and by the way he came from their lineage it's the first thing you're given in in the in the New Testament we covered that why why in the world would the first thing they give you about oh, so they give you the story about the birth of Jesus and then they tell you, "Oh, he's king of the Jews," right? The the Jews themselves were say, "That's king of the Jews." Jesus never says it. As far as I know, Jesus never claims that he's king of the Jews. They claim it. Not him. He came from their lineage. David, Abraham to David, David to Babylon, Babylon to Christ. You guys know it. 42 generations. We've covered many times, I just went through some of the graphics that we did and just took a smattering of of the time, the numerous, numerous times where they repeat this stuff. Oh, and he went to Capernaum and straightway on the Sabbath day when he's not supposed to, entered into their synagogues and taught. Oh, uh, and they were, there was a certain of the scribes. The scribes are the people that are scribbling out the Torah, sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Oh, this guy's speaking blasphemies, they said. And he entered again into the synagogue and did what? Healed. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in their synagogue. So he went in, he waited until the very day he's not supposed to go in and then goes in and teaches. And then he's saying, you, take up your cross and follow me. Where's the church is saying this? What about this one? We'll get to this in just a uh, few weeks here, I guess, whatever. Matthew 23, but woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, I mean, once again, this is red letter, not mincing words, being pretty direct with what he's saying. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For ye neither go in yourselves. You don't go inward. We'll cover that again. Neither suffer ye them that are entering to go in. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye devour widows' houses. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Your blind guides, Cre- making a debtor—that sort of stuff. Hypocrites. We'll, we'll cover this again. What want you, scribes and Pharisees? The hypocrites, as they do in the synagogues. Ah, do, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. He's calling all of them hypocrites. Why aren't you? Some of you are. Jesus said this. We'll revisit this again. Um, let's see. And I know the blasphemy of them which say they're Jews, but they're not. They're not. But are of the synagogue of Satan. So he is He is mentioning, oh, those people, they're not Jews. And we'll discuss what he's saying here directly because people have a big question about this. We'll cover it. So he's still saying, oh, those people, they're going into the synagogue. They're going into the synagogue to pray to Satan and they're calling themselves Jews, but they're not. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews. Again, this is Revelation 2, 9, 3, 9. And are not, but do lie. What does he mean? You're out of your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in truth because there is no truth in him. What is Jesus? He is the way, the truth, and the life. Would this be considered hate speech? When when Jennifer and I went and did a tour, went into we went to Germany and... A little bit of France and that sort of stuff, and and visited, I don't know, like a dozen cathedrals, right? This was one of the things that we saw. And then I looked it up and all this other stuff. And it's basically and they a lot of times on the cathedrals they'll put this Juden is what it is. Juden It's a sow, which is a pig and Jews. That's just what it is. Wikipedia, once again, just reading Wikipedia here. We so on the one side of the church they had this this Judensau. And that 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 face, the pogroms the slums in which the Jews lived. That's just the architecture, okay? Would that be considered hate speech? Would that be considered a hate crime? Well, it's on Christian cathedrals. What is the Yudensau? It's an Im- It's a folk art image of Jews in obscene contact with a large sow, which, which in Judaism is an unclean animal. So basically what, and it says, uh, this appeared during the 13th century in Germany and some of the European countries, its popularity lasted for over 600 years. We need to bring that shit back. So as you can see, what is this? It's a bunch of Jews and they're like sucking the teat of a female cow or female pig, excuse me. They're like this one guy, look at what he's doing. He's like looking in his butthole. Is this hate speech? Or is this Christians basically saying, oh, you guys are swine. What did Jesus say? Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before what? Swine. There it is again, another illustration of it. They're literally sucking the teat of a swine. There it is again. So when I said last, I think it was last live stream, I said, "Oh, that right there." When we talked about uh, Moloch, Baal, uh, Beelzebub, that Beelzebub, when Jesus was saying, "Oh, they, you go into that house of those of the lost tribe of Israel, and what they're going to be, the master of that house will be what, Beelzebub, and what does Beelzebub mean? It means Lord of the flies, and where do, where do flies congregate? Where do they like, you know, they, uh, ble- you know, ble- leave their, uh, they." They leave their eggs and stuff like that. They leave it in shit. So when I said to those that that group right there is a disgusting group of individuals. It's flies on shit is what I said. Am I saying that out of hate? No. And we'll get to that. No, I'm just just like I called when my dog was licking his ass, I'm like that's disgusting. You, you know. So, uh, I think that is disgusting. That right there is called a gaggle of Satan worshipers. Jesus, as we as we teach here at the Gnostic Church, is not what these churches are teaching Jesus to be. So many of these churches are like, "Oh, he's the Prince of Peace, and he's just all light. He shows up and blah, right? That sort of thing." Nope. When Jesus showed up, as as it says right from when we read the Bible, what did he do? He did some rebellious shit, some rebel, some things that would be against quote unquote against the law. Against, the, you know, at least what Ron DeSantis and and Donald Trump and all these other politicians are writing into law. Both Democrat and Republican. I just highlighted two of the Republicans. I don't care what political party they're from. Jesus went into the synagogues and taught against Jewish law. Taught against them. Called them the synagogue of Satan. Went in and whipped people. Jesus... Is, not was, because we always talk about Jesus in the present. Jesus is a rebel. He was rebelling against what? The lost sheep of the tribe of Israel. Um You see this? This is funny. It says reward for information leading to the apprehension of... Jesus Christ, wanted for sedition, criminal anarchy, vagrancy, and uh, considering to overthrow the established government, dresses poorly, uh, said to be a carpenter by trade, ill-nourished, has visionary ideas, you know, it's that kind of thing. So Jesus would have been considered an anti-Semite according to these people. Now, of course, we covered the, you know, you know, that doesn't make any sense of course like no that there's we're not anti-language we're not anti people that speak that language we actually teach it but so according to these people who would be a famous these are famous anti-semites well jesus would be included in that clearly raging anti-semite quote unquote who so who who are some famous anti-semites well uh starting from the top left there that's t.s elliot uh you know great poet uh Dahl. um uh once again he's a writer um, uh, that sort of stuff uh then there's that who's that uh oh yeah that's William Shakespeare you guys ever read The Merchant of Venice it's called the merchant who's that who's next oh uh that's uh one of my favorite authors James Joyce do you know what Ulysses is about b- part of the key b- the, the the key conflict in that book is actually uh, I, the Irish against the Jews. I'm, it's just literature, I'm just saying. Agatha Christie, Henry Ford, Walt Disney. Ah, everybody wants to hate on Walt Disney because he had the 33 Club. Maybe Walt Disney knew some shit, bro. How about Bobby Fischer, one of the greatest chess players of all time? Fischer, who was a Jew. Then there's that guy, was it? Oh, Martin Luther. <laughs> when that started... The Lutheran. Anyway, and then, of course, we have uh, good old, um, the greatest anti-Semite ever, Jesus Christ. So, so um, we have every right to call out all of this stuff. Not only is it our right, it's our responsibility. Not because of race or ethnicity or our politics or anything like that. Because of our theology. So, because of your theology, you guys are Gnostics. Are you supremacist? No. Not at all. We, in fact, we go out of our way to celebrate all the great faiths and traditions of the world. We're put, we're setting bylaws up for our church, and I'm literally writing this in the bylaws. It's going to be part of the tenets of the order. We've talked about it all the time. We've done over the years. I've done you know things on the Norse and Egyptian and Hindu, and we just did the Cherokee story of creation. We're going to do the Ojibwe story of creation. We talk about all this sort of stuff. The Mayans. Why? Because as Gnostics, as we've said numerous, numerous times, we embrace all the great traditions. And we actually get really irritated, I personally get irritated, when, once again, there's the ultimate division within Christianity. And they're like, oh, you can't, no, you can't understand this religion. No, you you can be a Christian and still what? Go pray with all the rest of these. All the rest of these faiths and these traditions, what's wrong with that? I get so pissed. I hear Orthodox saying, "Well, we won't pray with the Catholics. You guys are assholes." Holy God. I've heard many many Orthodox say that. Unbelievable. No, you go pray with them, and we'll co- we'll cover why. And we there won't be my opinion. Who cares about Marty Lee's opinion? Okay. So we've covered the supremacy, racism, anti-Semitism, politics. We, we've discussed all those sort of things, right? Obviously, we're not nationalists or anything like that as far as this is concerned because we have people that listen from South Africa. We just got an Indian guy that just joined the group. We have all sorts of races and people that watch this, right? So the, this live stream is called What is the Jew and the Handsome Truth Behind Hate Speech? So we're going to ask this question today and answer it, what is a Jew? What what does that actually mean? Now, once again, I don't really care what a bunch of Satan worshipers think about it. I care about what Jesus, who's my nigga, he thinks about it, what what the Christian tradition and the, dis, the disciples and the apostles think about it. That's what I'm concerned with and that's what we're gonna cover today. So, the question is, are Jews a race? Well, yes, they are. The Jews are absolutely a race because the Louisiana judge says Jews are a race and therefore they're protected by anti-racial discrimination laws. So there it is, according in, so if you go to Louisiana, Jews are a race. But then, um, then there was another judge that said, judge rules that Judaism is not a race, but Jewish people can be targeted for racism. What? Wait, what? Oh, here's why that matters. Um. Okay, so there are they a race or not? I, I don't know. Well, let's ask them. So um, the Jews, are you a race? Well, um, some Jews say yes, and then some say no. Now, we're, we don't really care because we don't really care what a bunch of Jews think, right? We care what our Savior says, what his apostles says, what the New Testament says about it. So uh, are Jews a race? The short answer is no, Jews are not a race. People who identify as Jewish include individuals of enormously diverse geographic origins and physical appearances, making the idea that Jews could be easily designated a race under shit. So no, apparently they're not. So let's go to my my Jewish learning. What do they have to say? Why racial classification doesn't work for Jews. Uh, Moreover, Jews have no shared physical characteristics. This is readily apparent from even a cursory survey of the modern Jewish community, that sort of thing. So they're not a race. So, okay, well, if we can't even decide if they're a race, if they're not a race, according to them, how can you possibly be racist towards a group who is not a race? Now, we don't, once again, that's not our concern. We concern ourselves with theology. But the question is becoming like, okay, if you have hate laws and hate crimes and hate speech against a race, and that race can't even decide if they're a race, why are you being held to it? But they are not. So, once again, we don't care about any of this. I don't I don't care. I don't care what they have to say. I don't care what they think about it. I care about what our book has to say about it. And that's what we're going to cover today. Now, that race of people, or not race, or whatever, I'm not really sure, they, um, they were said, once again, they were claimed to be of their father, the devil, by Christ, right? By the guy that we're, we're concerned with. And he says this, once again, let's, let's reread this. Um, but I know the blasphemy, blasphemy, by the way, is a sin against God, that's what it is. When you go du- knowingly going directly against the will of God, that's blasphemy. So he knows, Christ knows the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, comma, and are not, comma, but are the synagogue of Satan. What does he mean? Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, comma, which say they are Jews, comma, and are not, comma, but do lie. What does he mean? Well, we need to read from Romans in order to figure out what is being said here. So this is Romans two, seventeen, and the, uh, we'll finish up the chapter here. It says, this is uh, Paul, of course, uh, preaching to the Romans. Behold, thou art called a Jew, and restest in the law, which basically means just rest in the law, right? And makest uh, thy boast of God. So you're, so behold, these people, they call themselves a the Jew. They, they accordingly, uh, allegedly have the law, and then they boast about how they're the chosen people, all right? And so I'm just uh, trying to, you know, uh, you know uh, make this simple, essentially. And knowest his will. So they're, once again, if they're a Jew, they know the will of God and approvest the things that are more excellent being instructed out of the law. They're, they approve the excellence because they have, allegedly they have the law, they approve the things that are more excellent. And not only that, they art confident that thou thyself art a guide of the blind. A light of them which are in darkness. So not only that they they claim they have the law, they, they boast of God, they approve of things that are excellent, they know His will and they they're, they're a guide of the blind, a light, a, a, literally a light upon all of the nations and they claim that they're an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes which is basically just children right which has the form of knowledge and the truth in the law. So they 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 what they say is they oh they we have the form of knowledge and we have got the truth of the law and we rest in the law and we're boasting ourselves of God because we're the chosen people and we know God's will and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But then Paul says this: Thou therefore which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself? So you go and teach other people about how to be a good person and things like that, but actually you're a sack of shit. thou that preachest a man should not steal dost thou steal but you go ahead and steal thou that sayest a man should not commit adultery but what do you do you commit adultery oh i abhor idols but what do you do you commit sacrilege you worship idols what is paul saying the same thing that christ is saying it's a bunch of hypocrites Oh, you claim you have the law. You claim you know the light. You're teaching all the you know, light of the Gentiles, all this other stuff. But really, you're a total hypocrite. You don't do any of those things. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, comma, hypocrites, exclamation point. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, exc- comma, hypocrites, exclamation point. As the hypocrites do in the synagogue, Jesus is saying the exact same thing Paul's saying. Then it goes on to say this. um, Thou makest thyself boast of the law through breaking the law, dishonorest thou God. You boast that you have the law and then you break it all day long. And then you go on to say, for the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles through you. That, oh, that not only we're going to break the law, we're going to commit adultery, we're going to worship false idols, we're going to claim that we're of God and things like that. We have the law. We know what's excellent. We're teaching the children. And then you're going to go so far as to say, all the Gentiles, the name of God is blasphemed through us. Then it goes on to say this. And this is where, this is important. These next five lines here. For circumcision verily profiteth, if thou keep the law. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for circumcision? In other words, you're a Jew. You're claiming you have the law and everything and all that sort of stuff. And then you go and break it up, down, left, right, and center. And then you blame all the Gentiles for blaspheming the name of God. And then the Gentiles are doing what? Actually following the law. And so what? And they're they're the uncircumcised. And so what? Then he's saying, well, then what does it matter? If you're just going to go, oh, we're going to do the oral suctioning and all this other stuff because we have the law. Well, even if you did, you're breaking it all day long. So what does that what does that act mean at the end of the day? Not shit it means nothing. It's empty words. It's, it's actions with empty words. Empty heart. There's nothing there. There's no. There's no divine substance there. Then it goes on to say this. This is what Paul says. And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter and circumcision does transgress the law. If if so, in other words. Uncircumcision is by nature, and if you're fulfilling the law, then what's the problem? Then it goes on to say this, and this is what we're concerned with. So we say, what is a Jew? That's a race. It's a religion. I don't care about any of that. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. Neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. Let's read that again. For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision, which is outward in the flesh. Circumcision no longer is a fleshly, physical thing, as as you know declared by Paul here. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. Why is it? Why is he saying it's in the spirit? It's in the breath of God and not in the letter because you, because this is all in the context of what he's calling out the, what the people that say they're Jews, but they're not, but they're of the synagogue of Satan. He's calling it out and saying they have the letter because they are the scribes of the Torah. And Paul's coming along and says, that don't mean shit. The actual epistle is written in your heart. It's in the spirit. It's in the breath of God itself. It's in nature. Whose praise is not of men, but of God. They come to you. Be, beware of Matthew 7, 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing outwardly. But inwardly, what are they? They're ravening wolves. This is what Paul's saying. He's saying that circumcision is pointless, especially if you don't even follow the law. Now, what does this mean? Let's read it again. For, if, for he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. We're not dealing with the physical. We're dealing with the metaphysical, right? neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. Circumcision now, according to Paul, has literally nothing to do with genital mutilation, with chopping babies' penises off. But he is a Jew, which is one inwardly. And this is the the key. And circumcision is that of the heart. What does he mean? In the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. We don't praise men, we praise God. That's why we don't concern ourselves with political saviors like Obama and Trump. Which is one inwardly and circumcision is that of the heart. Do you know what it means to circum? What does circumcision mean? Scission means to cut. That's why you have scissors, right? Scission means to cut. It's a scission. Circum comes from the word circle. So what are you doing? A circumcision is you're circling and you're cutting everything out except what, what's inside that circle, of course. Circumcision is that of the heart. You're cutting around everything but what? The sacred heart of Christ. Everything else in the world, just as we're saying here, the politics and the nationality and the race and the ethnicity and the, all of this other stuff ultimately is second, secondary to what? When you cut everything else in this world out except what? The love of Christ. That is your circumcision. So we're all now. I'm actually circumcised, but we're all circumcised here at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. Even if you, even if you have your little thing there, um, all you men out there, you're circumcised because your circumcision is that of the heart. You're cutting out everything in this world except what the pure love of God. You're not praising men; you're praising God. Look at this one at the very bottom. You see that one of Jesus where it's like the red and blue? It's just like, blah, just emanating out. Because Christians act from their heart. They act out of love. Even when they criticize something. Even if when Jesus is going in and tipping over the money tables and being like, you guys are Satan worshipers, devil worshipers, you're hypocrites. Woe unto these people. Is Christ Did Christ do that at all with one ounce of hate? No. Do you do it with one ounce of hate? No. Christians cannot engage in hate speech. It's impossible. We don't engage in hate crimes. It's impossible. Even if we don't like something, right, or we criticize something, that's not out of hate. It's out of love. This is what they're trying to do with language. They're trying to say, oh, it's all hatred. No, it's not. We can dislike something, we can criticize it, we can chastise it, we can call it disgusting. And are we doing that out of hate? No. We'll get into that. Why? Because Christ commands it. It's one of his commandments of us. This is a meme I saw. Secular person, I want to do X. The Christian says, well, you're, you're free to do that. The secular person says, but you think X is wrong. The Christian says, yes, I do. It's fine. Secular person says, because you want to control me. A Christian says, well, no, you're free to do whatever you wish. Secular person says, but you think X is wrong. Christian says, yes, but that's only because I want what's best for you. Secular person, but I want to do X. The Christian says, you're you're free to do that. Secular person says, but I want you to say that X is good. The Christian says, well, I can't say that. Secular person, why are you such a hateful, intolerant bigot? Isn't that about sum it up? Why do we act only out of when we circumcise? We not of the flesh. We circumcise the heart. We cut everything out except what? That pure love. We do this because Jesus commanded once again we we concerned ourselves with we're concerned we concern ourselves with Jesus maniga. We're concerned ourselves, we concern ourselves with theology. So we go to the New Testament and say what is the what is Jesus's commandment? Master, Matthew, we'll get into this when we get to Matthew, uh, the 22 there. Matthew 22 uh, 36 to 40, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Okay, now we also understand that because Christ is all and in all, what are you ultimately doing? You're loving all of humanity. So there's that. But thou shalt praise God, not men. Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, comma, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And these two commandments hang all along the prophets. Jesus also goes on to say, and we actually covered this. This is Matthew 5, 39, uh, with 5, uh, 43, 44 there. Ye have heard that it has been said, thou shall love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. Jesus says, no, you can't do that. That's not, that's not a thing if you're a Christian. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray to them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Who's using us and persecuting us right now? So, we also know, and we did a whole live stream on this, the geometry of good thinking, we'll get into that in just a second, that um, God is love. So, in order for us to praise God, who is the totality of love, it's impossible for us to hate. Doesn't mean we can't criticize. Doesn't mean we can't call a spade a spade. Doesn't mean we can't say, hey, that's the synagogue of Satan right there. I don't care about your politics. I don't care about your race. I don't care about your ethnicity. I don't care about your nation state. I care about your theology. And it's not of love. 1 John 4, 8. He that loveth, not knoweth, not God, for God is love. He that loveth, excuse me. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. And we have known and believed the love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. We dwell in God, dwell means to live, and God lives in us. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have loved one to another. So we do things out of love. Doesn't mean we, doesn't mean we don't criticize. Doesn't mean that we're, you know, that's anything like that. No we we do all of that because Jesus did not because of our political leanings or are this because I'm white or because this nothing of the sort we do it out of love because Christ demands it commands it when we did the geometry of good thinking we even explained <laughs> we even went into detail mathematics about how we understand that the totality of God is love like literally, cosmologically, we understood this. It took two hours. What is completely surrounding the entirety of the earth and everything that's within the earth comes from the metaphysicality of God that comes in and makes everything. There's nothing that's outside of God and God is love. God is what? He's, he's a, a being that's full of love, mercy, grace, beauty, forgiveness, compassion, understanding. It is a glory so great we cannot even comprehend it. That's the creed's. That we live by. That's our understanding of our cosmology, our savior, our good book, and how we interact in this world. So hatred, nah, nah, that's not that's not what we do, man. No, nah, that's not a thing. That's not a thing. Nah. Jesus is my nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and when you and just like we learned last sermon, when you understand this when you when you embody this and when you go through that circumcision that we all need to go through you cut everything out except the love of that sacred heart of Christ that's when you become a disciple that's when God lives in you and you live in him and when you get there what do you do as we learned last sermon you shouted from the frickin rooftops once again not according to Marty Leeds No, no 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 we read from the good book What I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in light. What ye hear, the word in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. You go out and you speak it and you be bold and loud and proud. Because what are you doing? You're allowing, you're you're a disciple. You're an apostle of Christ. You're bringing his message and his word to people. we're just going to leave it with this. You guys, we have to understand that, you know, this is once again, the, the great Saint Paul said this, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's recognizing just as we said, you dwelleth in God, you dwelleth in the divine, the divine lives within you, Christ, that eternal divine spark, that Lord, the Lord thy God, that Lord that's your God, is within you. So act like it. If we don't act, what are we doing? We're just talking. Just flapping our traps. It didn't say, Jesus said, speak all the things that I said. No, he said, take up your cross and follow me. That takes action. And it's also going to take some gumption and gusto and strength and fortitude. And guess what you got? That. Because what is in you? Christ. The hope of glory. And when you get Christ within you, you get some wings, and you become a good bird. And you get to fly up to the heavens and then go birds. <laughs> always bring it back. I always bring it back to the good birds. Because you got to bring it back to the good birds. <laughs> well, that was fun. If you would like to become a good bird... You can become a good bird subscribe star. You can become a phoenix bird, an aquila bird, a cygnus bird. You can become time of the Pima bird. And we really appreciate everybody that does stop by and gives donations and allows us to keep doing this. Um, like I said, we've got a lot scheduled this year and a lot we're already planning for next year. And we would like this thing to grow. We'd like to, a bigger flock is what we would like. But if we only get about 12 of you, hey, that's just as many as Jesus had you like to uh, send a letter, donations, anything like that, Kevin McNally and 2550 550 Southview Courtman, Monroe, Wisconsin, 53566. We are streaming to YouTube, Rockfin, Odyssey, and Rumble this morning, I believe. Are we streaming to Rumble? Did you check, baby? Yes, we are. We are streaming to Rumble, so we're on Rumble now. We're going to be streaming there, so if you guys want to watch there, because I know a lot of people are going over to Rumble, so we're streaming to YouTube, Rockfin Odyssey, Rumble, and thank you to Content Safe for getting us on BitChute. I think they're going to get us on a few more platforms too, like Brighteon and stuff like that. We'll, we'll work on that. I do want to mention quick, for Rockfin, um, if for members of Rockfin, there's all sorts of stuff, all sorts of goodies. Um, all the sermons are there, of course, They're, those are all free. Tuesdays with Marty, that's all basically just for Rockfin members. I do that live and then it goes straight to Rockfin. All the music, a bunch of music videos, uh, me playing, that sort of stuff. All the, A bunch of archived videos. All the documentary films are there. I believe those are free to watch as well. And then there's a bunch of censored videos that are on Rockfin that you can, you can uh, double check or you can watch. Um, excuse me, I get ahead of myself. Uh, we are also on the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac app. There's the Sunday Sermons right there. Go to that, and you can get all the Sunday Sermons. It's a great place. Also, we're doing Music and Sky, August 18th through the 21st. If you are in the California area, uh, it's going to be great. A bunch of great people. Looking forward to that. I already know what I'm going to be speaking about, and it's going to be good. So, uh, And I do have an affiliate link, Music and Sky. Did I even spell that right? Yes, I did. Musicandsky.com forward slash... Marty. Okay, that's gonna do it, guys. Um, thank you so much. Oh, we do. Oh, I'm sorry. We do have uh, hardcover books, um, archives, if you'd like to purchase. We do have rosary and Bible packages, and like I said, we're working on the children's book and um, the Tenets of the Order, which is something that you can even just download, or if you download, or if you want to purchase the book, we'll, we'll make it in book form too. And that goes. That's gonna go over everything that we that I teach and preach here, basically all of our beliefs. So that's all there. So, all right, that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Oh, wait, no, I have to say thank you. Did you send me all... I just did. To the Marty Leeds? Uh, I just replied to your email. Oh, okay. Oh, Marty Leeds. Okay, let's do this. Jeremy Hines, thank you so much. Alan Woodward, Jennifer McLaughlin, thank you so much. Daniel Hager, I forgot to thank you last time, so thank you. Gavin... Uh, I appreciate that. Grady Long, Alicia Crawford, Garrett, Amy, Amy Peterson, Spicy Sarah and Griff, Deborah Stille, J.M. Grassi. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate that. That was for last week. Uh, the Subscribe Star subscriptions Brett Kirshner, Kenneth Rudzinski, Ruth Scott, Lindsey Chapman, Lauren D. L. J. Lo, Samurai Deadpool, Adam H., Harvey Brown, Paige, Sage Bear, Daniel Petrillo, Shannon Seal, Jenny G7. The Brew Pius of Gardenville who has the inner force. I see you. Thank you, Jenny G. Uh, The Ancient Order, Jamie Diana 2634 into Cynthia Holtzman Perspective 96. Jared Poole, thank you so much. Anders Olberg, Javier, and Amberson A Cat. Rock fan Angie A tip 10 bucks. Jeremy Hines, tip 20. Thank you for everything y'all do. Thank you for showing up. Andrew Masonette, always here. Always love church. Love you, Marty and Jen. Love you all. Thank you so much, Andrew Masonette. Ichthyander? Is that how you say that? Like the ichthys fish, but ander or something? $20. John Gaggett, Marty Leeds makes church fun again. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Small Axe, 11. Thank you, by the way, John Gaggett. Uh, Small Axe, 1111, 11, good service today. Thank you. Jared Poole, thank you so much. Truf Seeker, thank you. Virginia Murray, buy me a coffee. Shannon Seal, Marty, bringing the heat this week. We love it and love you. We love you. Venmo, Eric C. Thank you guys so, so much. It allows us to keep going, and we really appreciate it. So if you do get a chance, lots of books and things like that to purchase. All right, that's going to do it. I will see you guys next Sunday, and I think we're going to do next Sunday, we're going to do the Compasses and Square. Um, I've got a bunch on the hit parade, Compasses and Square. I want to do the Ajibwe Story of Creation and look at their uh, star study. I want to do, we'll get back into, of course, uh, Matthew Chapter 11. Oh, I want to do one on meditation. I also got one going called like grifters, frauds, I don't know what I called it, something like that, but building your discernment and something like that, dealing with how to discern between somebody who's authentic and not, and try to work on that. Also, Jennifer, just let you guys know, Jennifer is working on, she's going to be doing probably once a month, twice a month something like that. She's going to start doing emotional intelligence and that's going to be a Zoom meetup. So anybody that wants to join, it'll be free. You can donate if you want, but basically what she's going to do is help people um, deal with their emotions. (laughs) And it's a full-time job with me. So she's an expert, like Zen freaking master. She's got like four degrees in this shit. She's gonna be dealing. She's gonna be teaching and then discussing, interacting with people. Any any questions they have or concerns that sort of thing. Emotional intelligence. So just basically how to handle your emotions when the world is going crazy. That's essentially. And then we are open for um, like consultations and things like that. If you just need to chat, you don't have to pay or anything like that. But if you need to chat, get something off your chest, something like that. We are open because that's what we do here. So, okay, that's gonna do it for me, guys. Um. May you always keep your. May you always keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. May His grace be with you all, Amen. Okay, that's gonna do it. We're gonna listen to a song, my song, a song that I wrote called "Put a Little Love in It" because that's what we do here at the Gnostic Church and Academy of Lord Jesus Christ. We
1: Your love is lifting me high. Lifting me high.
0: See what I'm saying? You know. What a great song. I'm no Jackie Wilson, that's for sure. But anyway, I hope you like this song. It's off a record called Opus Medical Musica that you can get at GnosticAcademy.org. All right, that's going to do it. Let's put a a little love into it, guys. I love you guys so much. I will see you next week. As always, many blessings and much love to all. Let's rock. Thank you.
1: It in the dark If you want me to show, baby Shine on This world, that gets a bit turned Upside down And the sounds around me vibrate and I'm shaking on I put a little love in it, baby Put it in your heart I make it shine up, baby Make it spark I said,